Hello, friends. Welcome back. Today is a good day for a few reasons. Number one, it's Friday, or it's whatever day you're listening to this. <laughs> Secondly, you're listening to this episode, so obviously your day is getting brighter because you're listening to my humble opinion. Thirdly, I just recently made some chocolate chip cookies, and this is currently my favorite recipe. It has basil-infused butter, and it has dark chocolate chunks in it. I buy the Pound Plus bar from Trader Joe's, and I chop it up, which I made a triple batch last night, and that barely fit in the KitchenAid, you guys. It was a little rambunctious in there. The cookies turned out amazing, so... Yay to me and to everyone who gets to consume them. And finally, this episode features my friend AJ, and I'm so excited for you guys to listen to it. We had such a great time chatting and reconnecting, and I just really think you guys are going to enjoy this episode. And this is kind of a little grouping of episodes that I'm going to start, little career highlight. So today is a career highlight on an actor's life. Yeah, an actor's life for me. I was in the play Pinocchio, so (laughs) bringing back the memes. But first, before we dive into this awesome conversation, which will take place over this episode and next episode, I wanted to start off with AJ's bio. So air goes. Does success come from being naturally gifted or from working really hard? My life is an example of the latter. I grew up in an overachieving family, so I simply followed their lead. From a young age, I was in advanced classes, not because I felt particularly smart or that I loved school, but because I was competitive. I actually didn't love learning. I liked succeeding and being one of, quote, the best, end quote. That drive actually prevented me from doing anything I didn't have a gut feeling that I would be good at. Throw in a heightened emotional sensitivity and you've got a ball of anxiety waiting to explode. Strangely, that fear and anxiety has allowed me to achieve some pretty amazing things. I learned to play xylophone in less than a year and had one of the best auditions to make it into the top band in high school. I was salutatorian in high school and graduated with straight A's in college, despite hating school. And I took possibly the biggest leap of my life by starting a career in acting. That blind determination has guided me my whole life. I've never felt the most talented at anything, but I will work harder than anyone else out there. And hopefully that can serve as an inspiration for others. All right. Without further ado, here's AJ, ladies and gentlemen. Same, same. (laughs) Okay. Uh, All right. So I'm here with my friend AJ today, and I'm so excited for you guys to get to know him and become friends with him virtually. Yes. Best kind of friends. (laughs) Best kind of friends. (laughs) Never having to meet in person. Exactly. (laughs) So first of all, I wanted to start off with how we know each other. Yeah, so Lexi and I met in middle school. The best times and the worst of times. Yes. Uh, we were both marching band nerds, if mm-hmm. you will. Yep. Um, Hung out in there in, at lunchtime even in the band room. Yes, yes. Super weirdos. Um, but we really became friends when we were scene partners. This was the start <laughs> of my acting career. It was his debut and it was excellent. We, of all things, were Anne Frank and... Her love interest? I don't even know. Yeah, it was her love interest. Uh, and it, we had a sub and she just really wanted us to be passionate. And it was middle school and oh, things were word. awkward. It but... was so awkward. 
I think you violently grabbed my shoulders and I think we covered our faces with our hands yeah. to mask the kiss that didn't actually happen. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot, but anyway, I mean, it was a monumental moment in our lives, I guess, because it was the start we're still of something friends. New. We are still friends. And what's actually really funny about this is it was in an English class in eighth grade yeah. and seventh grade. I just heard AJ this, AJ that. <laughs> and he was in the advanced band and I was I in was. an intermediate band in seventh grade. So, you know, I dreamed of being friends with AJ and eighth grade it finally happened you guys it was crazy because we were both in the accelerated program in middle yes, school yes. and yet we didn't have a single class together seventh grade and I'm telling you like he was the elusive cool kid because well, I hardly ever saw him we had different lunch periods and okay speaking of elusive cool kid <laughs> this is the stupidest thing but <laughs> you know how people talk about how they peak in high school or yeah. whatever I peaked in middle school <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> seventh grade year, she said, AJ, the cool guy. Yeah. They, they had those uh, superlatives. For, oh, yes. For the yearbook. They did. That's like the worst way to ruin a child's yeah. self-esteem. I won five of those. Are you for real? Yeah. And I was told I could only have one of them <laughs> in the yearbook. Did you get to choose which one? I did. And I probably chose wrong because what did you choose i chose most likely to succeed oh golly <laughs> that is the worst one yeah, no and it's, it's everyone else will fail but this human will succeed yeah no but <laughs> i got most likely to succeed most athletic <laughs> really were yeah. you in any sports not in middle school marching band ladies yeah, and gentlemen yeah. it's a sport <laughs> uh i guess to all of the gate kids i was athletic <laughs> um and then most musical Okay, yeah. Uh, nicest and best personality. Best personality should have been my choice. That's also a terrible superlative, though. Best person? This person yeah. has the best personality. I don't know. He does have a great personality, though, as you can already tell. <laughs> and I just remember in eighth grade, once we had that debut acting scene, AJ and I were also in, we were finally in band together as yes, well, because yes. I finally climbed the charts. You guys, in seventh grade, I just want to tell you, <laughs> we had the opportunity to challenge the someone who was ahead of us. I played clarinet in middle school, the chair in the intermediate band. So nice. The nicest human. I would challenge him every <laughs> time that I had a chance. And I beat him one time. I kid you not, I probably challenged him 20 times. That's crazy. Like as soon as I could challenge him again, I did. And I failed almost every time. Girls got serious determination because I just kept going for it. And I beat him one time. And I remember like with a vengeance, he came at me after that. He You're reclaimed gonna, the title yeah. instantly. But when I joined the advanced band, I was like, okay, finally, I'm with the cool kid, AJ, the kid with the best personality <laughs> and, <laughs> and most, most athletic. <laughs> we were in drumline together. Yeah. And I would constantly make fun of AJ's <laughs> lack of expression. When he plays, he's very focused. Very. He's the most musical. <laughs> it's important business. It's important business. And he had the most serious face. And I would look over at him and make all these goofy faces and I would make him respond. Yeah. And he did. Yeah. It really made you have the best personality. Maybe it made, I'll me, take a, credit for it it. made me a better performer. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. In high school too, when I saw you perform, I would be like, making crazy faces yeah. from, from the stands. It's true. Yeah. Good times. 
And, you know, these are the relationships that last the test of time because AJ and I were just talking about yesterday how middle school was almost 20 years ago. It's a long time ago. Yeah, no. Is that not We spooky? graduated middle school almost 20 years ago. <laughs> not even started. Graduated. But yeah. honestly, middle school is quite hellish for some of us. Yeah. Not all of us get five superlative <laughs> earnings. All right, well... What you're all here to listen to, besides AJ talk about how cool he is, is to talk about his career, which yeah. is so exciting and cool. Still the cool kid. We're going to have him talk a little bit about himself, and then we'll launch into his awesome career. Okay. So tell us about yourself, AJ. Okay. So grew up in Fairfield, California, Woo-woo. just like Alexi. Home of the Jelly Belly. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. Pretty Dang much it. that's the only <laughs> cool thing in Fairfield. Did you know that they're possibly going to get rid of the factory in Fairfield? Is it because they switched hands? Like the... Yeah, they sold it. To... Yeah. Yeah. So we so may just know. Thailand. Is it Thailand? Really? Thailand. Okay. Yeah. Well, Fairfield may no longer have anything cool about it, but that's where I'm from. <laughs> the claim to fame. Um, the only. I was an overachiever in school. Uh, <laughs> I was really good at math and science. Like, mm. that was my go-to. Math, I didn't study for tests, and I was just like, yeah. I wow, love it. really? Love it. Yeah. So naturally, you chose a career that involves both. <laughs> well, I thought. So I was doing really well in math and science, then I hurt hurt yeah I actually did hurt on the inside but I hit (laughs) calculus and physics and it was terrible I hated both of them and I was just like nope I can't be an engineer anymore that's not my thing that's so sad yeah and I had already applied to colleges and I was like well let's pivot so I thought well maybe I should be an architect because that's like math and science yeah more artsy Uh uh-huh and so I went to school, but I talked to my cousin and he was like, eh, you have to go to architecture school after an undergrad. So it doesn't really matter what you do. I didn't really explore art, but I knew I liked it. Yeah. And so I was like, I'll do graphic design in college. So that I, cool. I studied that. And then oh, after you did study that. I did study that. Cool. I didn't know that. Then after graduating, I thought, okay, maybe I should do movie posters, movie trailers, because that uses the graphic design, mm-hmm. but then it's still entertainment related i've always been obsessed with entertainment uh my whole family has it's just like movie buff right here yeah my whole family we went to the movies all the time my grandpa used to work on sets way back in the day no way yeah with family yeah westerns that would film in the arizona area so cool so i've always loved movies and so that to me was a good meshing of my skills and then also what i love But I met with some of the companies and it just sounded miserable. And then I thought, well, what am I going to do for a living? And so I decided I was going to pursue acting, which is so crazy because I'm such a logical person. And with acting, there is no for sure anything. Yeah. And I hadn't acted other than like community theater as a kid. What, What plays were you in as a kid? Uh, it was Pantos. Like, do you remember they used to do Pantos at the downtown Fairfield Civic Theater during Christmas? Do you know no. what a Panto is? No. <laughs> so Tell, us. It... Tell me and the rest of us. <laughs> so Pantos are a British style play where they take a classic fairy tale and then they like twist it into something else. So I was in oh. Snow White and the 17 Dwarves instead oh. of Seven Dwarves. Okay. Were you one of the 17 Dwarves? No, my sister was. 
What were you? I was uh, one of the princes. They they had the king who was uh, Elvis. And then the princes. <laughs> wow, taking some real liberty. Yeah. <laughs> so I started with those. And then I also did plays. We did musicals at my church. Oh, um, that's very cool. Yeah. So it was like Christian theme, but stories. And we got to act as well. Cool. And so I thought it was cool. That's super fun. Uh, then I kind of forgot about it, but it was always in the back of my mind. Yeah. So after college and not knowing what to do, I thought, I want to try acting, but I don't really have experience. So maybe I'll do modeling and do backdoor into acting. Yeah. And so that's how I started was modeling. And it didn't really lead to acting. <laughs> I decided to finally start taking classes in 2014 at just like an acting studio in Northern California. So cool. That's how it all started. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I find that it's really interesting with a lot of my friends who are around my age, how the careers that we have now are totally unexpected. Yeah. Like take us back 20 years to middle school. We would have never guessed. No. no. Never even guessed. It's so wild how life turns out. So if you're in a state right now where you're like, I don't know what to do, just delve back into the the treasure trove. <laughs> well, I feel like so many people, what they studied in undergrad is not what they have oh, a job. Oh, yeah, in. totally. And you can learn new skills and... Like I have a friend who is an actress, but then she also learned how to code and then she so got cool. work doing that. So interesting. Yeah. And um, that's one thing I love about living in the States as well as I feel like there is less pressure to figure it out yeah. quickly. Yeah. And I feel like also there's this, there's this freedom to change. Yeah. And, you know, if, if you're in a career for a few years and you decide that it's miserable, that it's okay to shift, especially in the millennial generation. I feel like oh, that's yeah. very common as well. Yeah. Okay. So cool. We know some of the roots of what drew you to acting and we'd love to find out a little bit what that has looked like for you. What is a career look like in acting? We know how it started, but how has it progressed since you decided that's what you wanted to pursue and you took the classes? Yeah. So the thing about acting is it's not like any other career. You hear people who say, oh, I got started by being on a reality show and mm. then I got discovered. And then, like I said earlier, some people start with modeling. Some people, yeah. the typical route is people say you need to start booking commercials, get noticed in commercials. Then you start booking what they call co-stars which are the roles on tv shows where you say oh here's your order sir or whatever you have one line and yeah. then it leads to guest stars and then to two lines yeah no <laughs> yeah no guest stars are normally like on the episodes of like criminal minds or something where oh, cool. it's yeah. the person who's the victim that episode or the killer that episode <laughs> um but they're just that one episode okay then you can have recurring characters which are in multiple episodes and yeah. then series regular and then the pinnacle was movie star. Mm -hmm. And that used to be the thing is you could be a movie star or you could be a TV star or a commercial star and you can make a, a living just doing commercials. Wow. But things have changed and you kind of have to be what they call multi-hyphenate. So you can no longer just be a movie actor. You have to be a movie actor and a writer. So oh hyphen goodness. writer 
hyphen director. Which is hyphen, a totally different skill yeah, set for each of those things. Social media influencer. And so oh, man. you have to pick up all these skills. So I have found myself going down so many paths just trying to get to be a living actor, like as a career. Yeah. Just acting, nothing else. Um, I've done other jobs like retail and substitute teaching as supplemental income. Oh boy, substitute teaching is so rough. It is the <laughs> I worst. did that for a little season. It was a short season, but yeah. Woo. Anyone who's a teacher props to you because that is absolutely rough. and the la school district is very large and very understaffed and so extra some, yeah some <laughs> of his classes Oof. but i have okay this is a side story but like just trying <laughs> yes. to get things started i loved america's next top model did you? Yeah. No, I thought it was so creative. The photo shoots were awesome. And I just watched all the seasons, but they never had guys. Finally, they had guys. And I thought, I'm going to audition for this. I did, didn't get on, but then I wanted to try again. And so get I it, get it. I recreated all of the photo shoots they had that season. Awesome. Oh, I remember you doing yeah. some of that. Yeah. And I posted it to Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. I think those three, okay. but where I got response was Twitter. Cause back in the day you could tag someone and they would actually respond. Oh, wow. And so I that had, was back in the day. <laughs> I had Miss J retweet my thing and what? say, check this out or whatever. So not even just a repost, but like said something. Wow. And then by the end of my repost, I had Tyra Banks regularly liking my posts. What? The producer regularly liking my posts. Oh my goodness. And when the next season came out, they actually reached out to me. And so they this. asked me to apply to the show and I did. And I made it past the first round, which was just answering some questions. Then they wanted you to send in a, a tape mm -hmm. talking about yourself, made it past that. I got to the final stage and it was like a 70 page contract. Oh my. And there's so much legalese in there and some things that I wasn't willing to do just based on, they kind of own you. Yeah. And I didn't want that. And so I didn't end up applying to the show. And they actually reached out to me and said, we didn't get your application. <gasps> so I probably could have been on the show. Oh, wow. But... You set your own terms. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, I just didn't know how that would affect the future and my opportunities. Yeah. And if they would still be acting kind of like an agent for mm. me, I didn't know how, how that long would term that would be. Yeah. yeah. So that was a crazy thing that happened. But then other than that, I've done background work on big movies with like Kate Winslet and Michael Fassbender oh, and Jeff Daniels. And then I've done stand-in work on shows with Jennifer Garner. And so I've been around big actors, Yeah, but it's also these small jobs that people don't even know exist. Yeah. Like a stand-in is literally the person who stands there while they change the lighting. So they don't have to have the actor stand there for 30 minutes, an hour, however long it takes. Yeah, because they have to pay them a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> so crazy. That's really cool. And such a diverse range of opportunity in yeah. that field as well. Yeah. 
And don't misunderstand all this. It makes it sound like I haven't done anything. I have done some cool <laughs> things. Um, I just think it's really easy as an actor to not see your wins yeah. because you compare it to, oh, well, I'm not in a Oscar winning movie or right. I'm not in this TV show that everyone watches. But like I've done national ads for Panera and Google. And so cool. I got to shoot on the NBC Universal lot um, in one of the sound stages and I was in a Green Day music video so I remember that was so cool yeah. <laughs> yeah so there are a lot of really cool things that happen and I think if you don't think back and think okay 10 years ago I would be so proud of this job yeah. you may just think oh I'm a nobody but I don't know I like to think of younger AJ and think Oh, he would really think this is awesome. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's a really productive way to look at your life, no matter yeah. what career you're in and no matter what failures you've experienced. Because when you get to a point when you're in your 30s, like we are, we've experienced a lot of failures, especially being in the kind of careers that we're in as artists, as yeah. creators. And I think it's it's really important to look back at those successes and think about the younger version of ourselves and how they would view us because I would think I was, would be super cool too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I would be so proud of myself yeah. you know, for enduring those failures and for overcoming challenges and for doing cool stuff. And I think for me, acting is something I'm very proud of because my whole life, I have three older siblings. And so I kind of just did what they did. Yeah. They were in the band program. My sisters were in color guard, but it was associated with band. And then my brother did band. So I did band. Yeah. Uh, it was just the natural progression. Yeah. <laughs> they were in the gate program and the AP classes. So I did that. Yeah. I hated school. <laughs> uh, it was so miserable for me because. It was so sad. I, yeah, I just really pushed myself. I got second in my graduating class. Wow. But I did not like it. I, it was just that I was really competitive and I thought <laughs> I got to get good grades. Um, but acting was the first thing that I think I just did for myself. And I never knew if something would come of it. I didn't try a lot of things growing up because hmm. I was scared I would fail at them. Wow. But with acting there's a big chance of failure. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. That's so huge. Yeah. What a, what a huge growth of character that you've experienced the past few years. How, mm. how do you overcome those situations of failure? Because it is a career that comes with a lot of no's. Yeah. You know, you, you talked about some of the yeses you've experienced and I want to delve into those yeah. more as well, but how do you deal with those no's? Because I feel like a lot of us, you know, we go into a job interview and we're told no. And for some people that is devastating beyond measure. Yeah. And it's it's hard to pick yourself up. What are the kinds of things that you tell yourself or that you do to overcome? Yeah, no, I'm a big people pleaser. So it is very, very hard. Yeah. And I think something that people don't realize with acting is you have to audition a lot mm. before you book anything. That's so hard. So like really putting yourself out there. Yeah. I'm just going to give you some numbers because it's, it's literally insane that anyone can 
book anything. So with acting, either you will submit for a job or your agent will submit you. Yeah. And in those submissions, the average number that come into the casting director, this isn't even the audition. This is just applying to get an audition. Okay. So you send in a headshot, maybe send in a clip of a scene you've been in, Mm -hmm. your resume, your stats. They get an average of 3,000 submissions (gasps) for every audition. Whoa, that's for every role. Yeah, even just like, uh, Mr. Smith, can you come here? You have that one line, 3,000 submissions. (laughs) And then of those 3,000 submissions, it differs a little bit with commercials and with what they call theatrical, which is TV and movies. Okay. Uh, With TV and movies, if you're in person, which doesn't happen as much, Mm -hmm. It's maybe 30 to 60 people that they'll see in the first round. So okay. of the 3,000, they're only bringing in 30 people. Whoa, 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 whoa. So that's what, 1%? That's crazy. Yeah. Um, with commercials, they tend to do a little bit more because they're shorter auditions. Yeah. So they might bring in 100 people, maybe like 150. But those numbers increase when they have what they call self-tapes. So COVID kind of changed the game. They had done it before, but COVID really made it necessary to have auditions at home. So you film yourself on your phone, on a camera, Uh and then you just send it in. Okay, yeah. Sometimes they're getting 300 of those (laughs) videos. I've talked to casting directors and they say, yeah, we don't watch the whole audition. We'll watch the first 10, 15 seconds. And if we're not interested, we'll skip on to the next one. I mean, which makes sense. They yeah. Don't have time for it. That's Whereas wild. if you're auditioning in the room, they have to. They have to listen. Yeah. To <laughs> but um, with that, you audition. And then if you're lucky enough to get a call back, that's maybe like 10 people of the 30 or mm-hmm. If it's a commercial 60 to 100 that were initially auditioned, maybe they'll bring back 20, 30. Mm-hmm. But if you don't get a callback, they just don't talk to you. They don't say no. They don't say oh, move boy. on. It's so you're just, just kind of waiting. You're just ghosted oh, over and over dear. and over. That's like the worst kind of rejection. Yeah. And it makes it worse when you audition than you do a callback. I've had one where I had an audition, two callbacks, and then the final stage, which is a chemistry read, where they have it down to the last two or three people yeah. on the different roles. And they just keep auditioning you paired up with someone else and mm-hmm. see what the best match is. Okay. So I made it to that and didn't book it. Ugh. And it's so difficult Especially when they don't say anything because yeah. you have no clue. Was I good or yeah. was I the worst one in the room? I You have no clue. And at first it really, really bothered me. And I thought, okay, well, I'm doing something wrong. I need to change this. I need to change that. But sometimes you look like the casting director's ex and they <laughs> don't like that you look like someone they hate. Yeah. And so they're not going to choose you. Yeah. Or... Since you are doing a self-tape, maybe they don't like your setup. (laughs) And so they don't think it looks professional and they won't pass it on. Interesting. And that is really hard. And 
I always thought like, I'm doing something wrong. I need to change it. I need to be anything and everything. And for my auditions, I was doing exactly what they asked for and becoming the character and really basically being a chameleon from role to role to role. And a lot of people think that a great actor can play anything. Yeah. Acting has changed so much. And right now, both TV, movies, commercials, they want you to be yourself. They hire you to be you. They do not want to see acting. They do not want to see a transformation. That's so different. Yeah. <clears throat> and so if you are changing for all these roles, casting has no clue who you are. <laughs> so they, they don't know when to bring you in. Yeah. And I have decided all my auditions from now on, this was relatively recently, like maybe a year ago, mm-hmm. half a year ago. I'm just going to bring myself and see if that changes anything. Yeah. And if they don't like it, they just don't think I'm right for the role. Yeah. It's not that my acting is bad or my personality is bad. It's just maybe it doesn't connect with them. It's not their cup of tea. Yeah. It's subjective. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But then I know that I'm keeping something consistent. Yeah. Rather than just running in circles trying to figure out what I can change. Huh. Yeah. That's so interesting because I feel like I feel like if it were me, it might be harder to be rejected that way because then I might think, oh, they don't like me. But I love your perspective of just like, oh, I'm just not their cup of tea. And it's cool having that consistency of, hey, I'm showing up the same. So it's just like easier almost. It feels... (laughs) Strangely, it feels less personal. So interesting. It it sounds so odd. Because it's less about your skills. Yeah. It's just like you're not the fit. Like your personality is like not the right fit. Yeah. And sometimes it may not be that they dislike you. They may think this is great, but it's not right for the role. So they'll bring you in for something else because they thought, oh, they're really genuine. I like them. Yeah. Um, And so it is... I don't know. It. I feel way better about that and just kind of auditioning, letting it be and not focusing on it. I used to wait by the phone and by my email to see if I got a response. Yeah. I audition, move on. And if they call me back, great. If they don't, next thing. Wow. That's very impressive. <laughs> <laughs> so just as far as like number wise, yeah. how many auditions would you say you're doing in a year last year i kept count and i think it ended up being 112 auditions wow so that's an average of a little more than two a week yeah and of those 112 auditions i did get a lot of callbacks which was cool um callback year Yeah, it was my callback year. And (laughs) and it was like really big brands. I don't know. Some of these things you sign NDAs or you're not supposed to talk about it. I don't really know what the time limit is, but they are brands (laughs) that you guys would recognize. in. You know them, unless you're living under a rock. Fast food industry and the like home renovation industry. I'm not going to get any more specific than that, but you can kind of guess. Uh, Yeah. And so that felt good, but also it was like, oof, that would have paid so well. That would have been so good yeah. <laughs> in my piggy bank. Yeah. 
I don't, how did I even get, oh, you were talking about auditions in a year. So of those 112 auditions, last year, I only booked three jobs. Oh man, that's rough. It's really rough. Um, This year, I'm already doing better. Get it. Yeah, so. It's only month two, dude. Yeah. That's awesome. And okay, a lot of people have this misunderstanding about actors and during the strike, they were thinking, oh, actors are so greedy and all they want is money. And most actors don't make enough money to even live on. Oh, my word. And so that is really rough. But I've made more money acting this year than I did last year. And it's <laughs> only two months in. So I'm doing good. I guess it's the things you're booking too, right? Yeah. When you think of actors, you think of the big names. Yeah. You know, you think of the Margot Robbie. You think of the Charlize Theron. Why yeah. are those the two that come to mind? I don't know. They're great actors. But Some of my favorites. They so. are. They're wonderful. And we forget all of the other roles. Like, okay. I mean, I forget about commercials all the time, except for I have a few friends that are actors and models. And so I'm a little bit more exposed to that yeah. world. But yeah, I mean, they're actors too. People don't just go to your home and film you watching the Super Bowl. Like yeah. they're paid actors. Well, I don't know if you ever watch something and you think, oh, I know that actor. But yeah. it, you don't know their name. Yeah. But they're one of those actors who's just in so many things as little roles here, little roles there. Mm-hmm. And even if I could do that, I don't have to be famous. I don't have to be yeah. an A-list star. If I could make a living doing that, it would, would be, be great. so amazing. Yeah. I'm rooting for you. Thank All you. of us are rooting for Thank you and your success. Just like Tyra Banks. I was rooting for you. <laughs> we were all rooting for you. Do you know what I'm talking about? She said that in the... To the girl. Be quiet, Tiffany. She was I, yelling at I this girl. I guess not. Yeah. I guess not. I'll show you after this okay. recording. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. Um, but I do love Tyra Banks in that movie. Life Size. Life Size. Yeah. When she eats the stick of butter, yeah. best part. Yeah, so good. I did. Who doesn't love butter? But, oh, butter's the best. I refuse to replace it with oil spreads. Oof. Come on now. No, that's not worth it. All right, friends. I am so sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but that is all that we have time for today because I know most of y'all are millennials and Gen Z and our attention spans, well... They are the longest. (laughs) So we broke up this episode into two different episodes. So make sure you tune in next Friday because we're coming in hot with part two of my conversation with AJ about his acting career. Thank you so much for being here and I'll catch you next week.